Welcome to Rest of Life Podcast with Stanley. Here we learn how to grow our knowledge of God's Word and to rest in His goodness. On this platform, we will share how you can act on the Word of God, walk in your inheritance, and enjoy all God has made available to you in Christ. In today's episode, I'd like to share with you on why we meet, why we fellowship on Sundays, why we worship on Sundays. And I will read from the book of Exodus chapter 28 to 10. Remember the, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. In our opening scripture, God commanded the Israelites to observe the Sabbath. As a result, it was customary for the Jews to not work on the seventh day, being Saturday, and to observe physical rest and to worship. Hence, you would have read in the scripture, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 9, and in John chapter 18, verse 20, that Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day to teach and to heal. Paul the apostle also went to the synagogue to meet with the Jews and to teach there. So why does the New Testament church meet on Sundays instead of on Saturdays? Could this be a violation of the Sabbath law? Should it really matter which day of the week that we gather for worship? Let's look at it this way. Why the Sabbath commandment? The Sabbath commandment was the fourth of the Ten Commandments. It was part of the Old Testament moral, ceremonial, and sacrificial laws given to the Jews to guide their conduct, to guide their administration, and for the forgiveness of their sins. As a matter of fact, there were about 613 of such laws in the Old Testament. And keeping the law in its entirety was required to qualify for God's continued favor. And you know, some of those laws include laws against mixed cultivation of crops, laws against crossbreeding of animals, against sewing linen garments together with um, you know, wool fabric in one garment, laws against tribal marks and tattoos, laws against punk, punk hairstyles, Laws against being intimate with a woman during her period and other such laws. I guess you may have violated one of these laws. Alas, violation of one law was viewed as violation of all the laws, according to James chapter 2, verse 10. And it was punishable by death in any of the you know in many instances. So it is called the law of sin and death. You know, at the completion of creation, God rested on the seventh day, right? Why did he have to rest? Was he actually tired and in need of rest? Certainly not. God never gets tired or worn out. So why did he have to rest? He did so to institute a pattern of work and rest for man to follow. Jesus clarified this in Mark chapter 2 verse 27 saying, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. In other words, God instituted the Sabbath for, not for himself, but as a rest for his people. Because as humans, they would need a time of rest for their body and a time to focus on God for spiritual renewal. In other words, God established the Sabbath as a day of rest and his people were to follow in his example of work and rest. So why do we worship on Sunday and not on the Sabbath Saturday? We see that the moral status, the moral laws of murder, adultery, stealing, false witness, dishonoring of parents and coveting were also reaffirmed in the New Testament. As we see in Matthew chapter 19, 18 to 19. And in Romans chapter 13, verse 9. However, the law about Sabbath worship was not reaffirmed, and this must have been intentional. 
Instead, Jesus goes on to say that he is the Lord of the Sabbath, as we see in Matthew chapter 12, verse 8. And in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15, Moses reminded the people thus. He says, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by an, a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God had commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. In the same vein, we see that in the New Testament, that the New Testament believers are told in Colossians chapter 2, verse 17, that the Sabbath was a shadow of the things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So, since the Old Testament Sabbath was concomitant to the redemption from Egypt, it means, therefore, that the Sabbath is symbolic of the redemption that came through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, For he who has entered his rest has himself seized from his works, as God did from his. So, understand this. The Sabbath is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Jesus is our rest. And everyone who has entered Jesus, who is our rest, has ceased from his works. And that is his own Sabbath. Jesus is the propitiation of a better covenant. And you know the good news is this. That by his atonement, we are therefore not under any obligation by the law to keep it. Including the Sabbath day. Praise God. We are under grace. And the grace of God does not give anyone the license to sin. Instead, it makes sin to be distasteful to every believer. As we see in Romans chapter 6, 13 to 15. So how else can I say this? The New Testament believers are not under the Old Testament law. Galatians chapter 3, 24 to 25 says this. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. In the New Testament, by the way, that is after the death of Jesus. The believers only gathered for fellowship on Sundays. A clear indication that the seventh, that the seventh day Sabbath was no longer an obligation for them at that time and for us today. Upon the resurrection of Jesus on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, the disciples were gathered for fellowship and Jesus met with them. You can see that in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 1. And you know what? Jesus did not rebuke them for gathering on that day. Instead, he joined them the following week in their fellowship. As we see in the book of John chapter 20 verse 26. It was also on the Lord's day, believed to be the first day of the week, that the Lord appeared to John, the beloved apostle, and gave him the revelation. Again, it was also on the first day of the week, being Sunday, that the early church gathered as it was now their custom. And on that day, hallelujah, in Acts of Apostles chapter 2, verse 1, they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, being a further indication that their gathering was not a violation of divine order. So without a doubt, we see that the early church gathered frequently for fellowship meetings and gave their offerings on the first day of the week, which was Sunday. As we see in Acts of, of, of the Apostles chapter 20, verse 7, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2, till today, most Christians worship on Sundays rather than on, on the Jewish Sabbath. What about those who choose to worship on the seventh day and any other day of the week? The scripture is clear that they too love God. Yes. Romans chapter 14, 5 to 6. The Bible says, One man regards one day above another. Another regards every day alike. Let each man be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord. He who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. 
He who eats not, for the Lord he does not eat and gives thanks to God. So note, it is not, it is a choice and not an obligation any longer. In certain countries where weekend starts on Friday and ends on Sunday, believers choose to gather on Fridays because that is what the law permits. Colossians chapter 2, 16 to 17, the Bible says, Therefore, let no one act as a judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which were a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. It clearly states in this passage that the Sabbath day, amongst other things, were a mere shadow of things to come. The main thing that is to come has come, and that is Christ. And the Bible says that the substance belongs to him. Therefore, child of God, let Christ and pleasing Christ be your central focus and not on the day of worship. God bless you. Until I come to you again on the next episode, please remain blessed. If you have any questions to ask, you can send us email to restoredlife2019 at gmail.com. Restoredlife2019 at gmail.com. God bless you real good. Amen.